Hello and welcome to my show. Could you be more specific? I'm your host, Jonathan Steele, coming to you by the way of the Stable Podcast. And on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, I'm going to touch on uh, Floyd Mayweather and Mr. Rogers, and I'm going to actually t- uh, uh, title this uh, video called Stand on Brand. Um, so one of the things I would like to get started first and, uh, and who I want to address is Floyd Mayweather. Now, um, obviously, Floyd's in the news uh, constantly, whether it's... Uh, through you know social media exchanges with people or being a part of certain topics and, and controversies or things that get people's attention he's always been doing that now ever since he really became the the money mayweather character that he came up with um in like the old early 2000s era because he used to be known as pretty boy floyd right around the time he did um WrestleMania with Vince McMahon uh, and he said he got paid $20 million to do that uh, apparently he, uh, Vince McMahon had a lot of influence on how he decides to market himself from a, a business standpoint and what he learned was and I'm pretty sure he's uh, had this in mind beforehand but it really got brought to more so light when he was doing it there was uh, to actually be polarizing is not the worst thing in the world because you're, you're demanding attention at all times, from the people that like you and dislike you. And so, uh, creating a villain-like character, especially in the world of boxing, led to people wanting to buy his fights who did not care for him. And then it had the people who did like him still buy his fights. So, in the end, he was winning either way you win. And so, I I bring that story up to kind of touch on with what he's done now recently in the news with Gucci. All this does is it keeps him in the loop now i know some people say like hey he's lost a lot of fans i I, i'm not sure um if there were what the amount of people were who originally unfollowed floyd i'll have to check on uh the numbers of that but all he gains every time he loses something is additional people because there's going to be people that back whatever you're doing who then decide who then decide like hey well i'll follow this person and so it makes a lot of sense because Floyd Mayweather uh, has 23 million Instagram followers. So even if he did lose a lot of people with what he said about Gucci, there's going to be people that share his opinion that would then follow and support him just based off of that. And so there's there's something to be said about if you're going to be yourself or you're going to stay on brand or however you want to interpret that, you have to be willing to know that you're going to gain something and lose something all at the same time, no matter what your position is. So I think it's something that uh, a lot of times the public doesn't understand. And now that we kind of get upset whenever we hear someone say something we don't like or we don't agree with a particular point, we, we then get defensive and say, and we say now we'll just we'll cancel them. They don't deserve to work and they don't deserve to do this. Uh, that's a dangerous precedent to be setting. And it's why now you have the issues that you, you have now with people because you're kind of letting people throw tantrums and then they win by getting the result that they wanted. But actually, they don't win and they, they're still not happy. So there's no sense in really backing down to anybody. And that's why Floyd Mayweather will and always continue to be successful. It's because he's not afraid to be disliked. He's not afraid to... Stay true to himself. And for all the people that do call him a lot of stuff that they call him, and you can, you know, you look at the people he's made his money with, a lot of them are with 
black people, whether it's Leonard Ellaby, and I, I forget who is it, who's his attorney is, a lot of the most important people in his business that have helped him make the money he's made and build the, the kind of company he's built have been through black people. You know, they're, they're playing a chess game. You know, you don't have to agree with it. I'm not a fan of, of the whole, hey, you know, you go into a Gucci store, you spend thousands of dollars and, you know, hey, d does Gucci really care? No. You know, I think Gucci is a high-end brand that would like to stay high-end brand. Um, I don't think they really care about having rappers promote their stuff because they're really making money off the other stuff. Whether it's the, the perfumes, the colognes, all the additional stuff. They usually take losses off clothes. That's just something for them to write off at the end of the year. But um, it is something to kind of think about when uh, you hear people kind of uh, make these statements, especially about people uh, in this scenario. And I use Floyd as that because to me, if, if people had just the mentality of Floyd, not necessarily his, his, his mindset or his belief system in terms of on certain issues, but if you just had his mindset and the mentality that he has, people would be much happier because you'll be less concerned about people and how they and how they feel about you. I think that'll be a really, really big uh, thing for people to kind of keep in mind. And so, hey, I know T.I. is not the biggest fan of Floyd, and obviously it's, it's a personal uh, situation with them now for a number of years. So, you know, that, that's kind of been talked about and hashed out. And, of course, it's always being updated. But uh, just, you know, with what Floyd has done in terms of doing an exhibition fight, you know, overseas, where I think he got $9 million to do that. And he did that. Well, he was only fought the guy for, like, what, a round or two maybe? It's like, you know, and I think he made $9 million off of that, just off an exhibition fight. You know, all of this stuff is just to do more new, you know, more news, you know, worthy stuff that keeps him in the limelight. Like some people say he'll fight Pacquiao. Some people say he was going to do UFC. It's all stuff just to keep his name in, in, you know, in the public. So those are just some of the thoughts that I had on, on him. Um, I know I'll probably definitely be doing a follow up on him real soon because I think he's one of the more interesting figures, uh, that we have right now, but I'm actually going to transition into, uh, Mr. Rogers, and I don't know for for the people who've had the opportunity to uh, one see the, the new uh, documentary that he had that came out last year, and they've been now showing it on HBO lately called "Won't You Be My Neighbor." Uh, it's a great documentary. Um, I know a lot of people are kind of upset that it didn't get nominated for the Oscars, and I know Questlove kind of made a statement recently talking about the the voting process and how that works and. Uh, he thinks a lot of people kind of got a little bit confused off the ballots and how the voting was going. So uh, I know he said he wanted to support Quincy, so he voted for that. He assumed uh, that uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor would have been nominated. And I think he may have said something about he thought it could win too. So, But uh, just beyond that, for anyone that gets the opportunity to see Won't You Be My, my Neighbor, uh, man, it's a, it's a great documentary. There's so many moments in, the, in, in that doc that can kind of make you get uh, – get choked up just watching because you, you kind of don't realize on how how impactful of a figure that he was and and very similar to what Floyd is is what Mr. Rogers is is that people kind of don't want to believe that they are who they are and if you looked at you know um, you know Mr. Rogers you know or should I say Fred Rogers him being an ordained minister uh, and the reason why he wanted to get into television is because he really wanted to actually talk to children like people 
He didn't like the idea of just the television programs that just showed cartoons where they're either having things thrown at them or it's a lot of, um, you know, physical humor that doesn't make a lot of time sense. I get it's a fantasy, but Mr. Rogers wasn't really a big fan of that. Uh, but he also wanted to uh, reach children in a different way, and he felt like if he did it wearing a collar, it would kind of put a barrier between him and the kids of that they couldn't really talk to him. But by him wearing a sweater, it kind of gave a more of a friendly, oh, this is a person that I can kind of trust and, and actually try and relate to. And so uh, I don't want to give away the whole documentary, but there are some points that I want to talk about. One was which... Uh, when PBS was originally funded, uh, and Lindy B. Johnson had put put it into, uh, had signed the bill to, to give them their funding, uh, once Nixon came in, he wanted to slash the budget. And uh, they were doing, you know, uh, hearings on it, and there was a particular congressman that wasn't a big fan of the bill, and I think his name was John Pastor. And apparently there was a number of people that had spoke, and they weren't really getting anywhere with them, and then he just comes out and says, like, hey, I don't want to hear another written statement. Uh, I'm, I'm done with really hearing those. And then they get to Mr. Rogers, and he does look visibly nervous. And then Mr. Rogers very respectfully just starts saying, like, you know, he's you know, really dedicated his life to wanting to help children. He did have a, a statement uh, that would take about 10 minutes long, but he wanted to respect him and, and not do that. But if it was okay, may I speak about some of the things that I'd like to talk about? And, and he actually let him go on and talk about that. And when he... You know, says the part where he says that the first thing a child learns, you know, with, with people uh, and their development is trust. And, and how do you build that trust? Because he says you're trying to uh, help them uh, learn things in a gradual manner. And I'm just paraphrasing uh, from that standpoint. And then it gets to a part of control of trying to show them early on as, as, as children and because it's going to lead to their adult life. So even if they get so upset and, and they want to stomp their feet, them being able to harness that. And then uh, by the end of it, literally, uh, the, the congressman says, you know what, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. That's all nice. He says, well, congratulations, you just earned the money. And it's this collective, you know, applause and laughter on all these Republican and Democratic people that are in there because... A lot of people was not expecting that to happen. And then they funded PBS. And then he was able to do, you know, some of his puppets. And obviously the, one of the more notable ones was, was King Friday. And I remember that from being a kid, just watching shows like you really learn stuff watching his show. And so um, I, as the documentary kind of went further, when uh, there's a scene where uh, the, the police officer, uh, Francois, who was a, a trained singer, uh, uh, that they, they, they were, you know, sitting in the pool and uh, they're just kind of cooling their feet off and he ends up helping them dry his feet off. That was also in relation to the fact that um, there was a, uh, an incident where he, there was a pool where I guess uh, there were black and white kids playing in the pool together and they were just showing the scene where this guy's just throwing bleach into uh, the water. And apparently this guy, Francois, said that Fred thought that was so ridiculous and didn't think that that made any sense. So in his own kind of nice, polite way of doing it, uh, obviously he couldn't get a pool, but he says, I'll get a kiddie pool and just show us, hey, let's just, you know, get off our feet and relax. And, uh, and we're in the same pool together. 
And throughout the show, he always tackled issues where it didn't seem like you really want to talk about that with children. And uh, whether it was about divorce or uh, when Bobby Kennedy got assassinated, he always found a way to talk to kids like people. And then there's a uh, another scene where he was speaking with a kid who who's in a wheelchair, and um, and uh, his parents was actually on the dock. And I, I'm not I'm not going to touch on that too much, but you do kind of get kind of choked up watching that scene too. Um, I know it was pretty much difficult for his his sons. Uh, one of which who said that, you know, it was rough because he says, you know, growing up with a father who's essentially considered the second coming of Jesus. You know, he's like, because he's like, they weren't, and I know his wife was on the dock. When they were children, they said that both, you know, Fred and his wife, when they were growing up as kids, they weren't allowed to really express their anger. So they had to keep a lot of stuff inward. So for their, for their sons, it was kind of difficult because he used to always get asked about that. Is your father really who he who he says he is? And that used to happen all the time uh, with Fred. And then there's a part in the doc where uh, Fox News tried to attack him about, you know, putting into kids' minds that they're special just because they are who they are, not because if they work for something. And they kind of completely missed their message. You know, he what he was saying was, and he ended up saying on the doc, is that, you're special because you were endowed by your creator to be here. That's what makes you special. And then it shows him making a college commencement speech where he's saying that he wanted them to understand that they're special because they don't have to do anything sensational in their lives for them to matter. And he's saying this to people that are graduating college, that he wanted them to have that perspective for them themselves moving forward in their life. That even if they don't get to where they think that they should get to, they're still special. They still matter to the people whose lives they have the chance to touch every day. And that was just always his subtle way of addressing that kind of stuff. So I hope for anyone that hasn't seen the documentary, please give it a chance to go see it. Or should I say, you can watch it now on HBO uh, for sure to watch it. Um, so those are just some of the thoughts I had on that. I hope D watches that doc. I had to run that by him. But uh uh, but I want to thank him especially for being able to put together these shows. And I want to thank you guys for continuing to follow and listen to us. I'm looking forward to doing more in the future. So definitely like, share, follow. Do the Patreon if you can. Um, uh, thanks again for just listening to the show. Uh, again, I'm your host, Jonathan Steele. Thank you for listening. Good to be more specific. Continue to follow the Stay Well podcast. Looking forward to putting out more content in the future with you guys. And I look forward to speaking with you guys real soon. And have a good one.